Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson Papapow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? <clears throat> Welcome along, we are once again in the history box and we're looking at the life and one times. of the most significant figures in uh, football. He's still alive. He's still with us. He's 86 years of age. And he's been back in the news recently. He is, of course, Joseph Sepp Blatter, um, <clears throat> the man who was in charge of FIFA, uh, only from 1998. It seems like around, for around forever. Who was it before him? How Havalange. How how Havalange? Jao Havalange. Jao Havalange. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember him. Oh, click on him. He's a. He looks like a Nazi. He was a grumpy cunt, him, isn't he? Yeah. He he was Brazilian Portuguese, and he he looks like a he looks like one of these guys you see who's still on the run in <clears throat> South America. But let's not yeah. get into accusing him of being a Nazi. Let's uh, well, we'll, I mean, we'll examine his life another time. He he did live in Brazil, so yeah, you know. exactly. Boys from Brazil, maybe, maybe. Born in 1916, timeline fits, mm. um, and he was the uh, second longest. This is Havelange. We'll go back to Blatter in a minute. Havelange was the second longest tenure as president behind that of Jules Rimier, who, of course, was a trophy as opposed to a man. <laughs> name oh. it after me. What are we going to call this trophy that you've ordered? Just name it after me. Just, just as a placeholder. Jules Rimier. <laughs> we'll change it later. <laughs> it never got changed <laughs> it's interesting I've always wondered why like when Brazil won it for a third time they said you could have that keep it and then they created the the current one which is yeah. better in fact the world one of the many brilliant things about the World Cup is that the trophy itself is the best trophy in any activity ever in the world yeah you do not get a better trophy. trophy than the World yeah. Cup it's not even... There's nothing even in the same league. It's fucking sensational. And who was it? Which country was it that won it three times and then would have Brazil. been entitled? Oh, yeah. The next ones were Germany. This, this one. So Germany. Germany. Germany, but, when they won it in 1990, that was their third. And that should have been... They kept it. But yeah, for but some reason... Because such a good trophy. They said it's too good. We're never going to better that. Yeah. And they're right. It wouldn't be possible yeah, to better it. Totally. So... The Germans probably quite disgruntled. It is our Set trophy. Blatter. No, hang on. I think it's a, no. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I think Italy in eighty two, because I think Italy won it in the thirties 
and then once in the fifties, maybe. Yeah, but it's it's whoever won the new one three times gets to keep it. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So okay, so Germany. Oh no. Oh, oh, hang on then. So I'm wrong here. So Germany would have won f- it in seventy four and ninety. So actually, yeah, they won it again. though, two thousand and two thousand ten, wasn't it? Two thousand and fourteen in Brazil. Right. Okay. Italy won it. So now we're getting into that area where I can't remember World Cup winning teams. Yeah, no, Brazil, they won it in 2014 in Brazil because that was the year they battered Brazil in the semi and then they beat Argentina 1-0 in the final. And they won it in 74 and 1990. Yeah. So they've won it four times in all, but the first time they won it, it was still the old Jules remake. West Germany. Yeah, they won it 74-90. And as you said, they're 24. So they were going to get the keyboard, but they changed the rule. Yeah. They've got to keep a copy of it. I tell you what, France could win it this year. They're one of the favourites, and then that'll be their third. That'll be their third. They, they might get. They might say, yeah, we're keeping it. We give this. Just to fuck Germany over. Yeah. I hope not, though, because it's fucking cracking. It's a brilliant trophy. Um, but no thanks to Set Blatter, who probably tried to rename it the Set Blatter Trophy. Yeah. Set Blatter was born... <clears throat> in a town called Visp, um, V-I-S-P, in the Swiss canton of Valais. And Visp is the capital dis- of the district of Visp. Uh, in the canton of... Uh, what, is, what is a canton? We don't have cantons here, do we? Never even heard of the town. Valais is one of the 26 cantons from forming the Swiss Confederation. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's counties. Like, um, it's like counties. <clears throat> it's their version of counties. Mm. I was going to say it's a bit like the Hunger Games, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Districts they have in Hunger Games, don't they? Yeah. Um, Sepp studied in San Maurice before getting a degree in business and economics wow. from the University of Lausanne in 1959. Sepp Blatter has had a long and varied career, which mm-hmm. is what you would hope for and expect, uh, including posts such as head of public relations for the tourist board of his native canton. <laughs> You could see that. <clears throat> you could see that I'm doing that, head of public relations. General Secretary of the Swiss Ice Hockey Federation. Um, <clears throat> wasn't aware ice hockey was a thing in Switzerland. He was Director of Sports Timing and Relations of Long- <coughs> Longines, which is that sport, that fucking watch company, isn't it? The Swiss luxury watchmaker we were. Well, we talked about them, isn't it? Oh, we talked about Tissot. Who's the official time yes, consultant? Is Tissot. Is it? So Longines, the, the the rival. Tissot P- will have got it after Blatter got sacked probably. Tissot, more like. Um, and he was involved there. in the organisation of the 1972 and 1976 Olympic Games. Um, from 1975 onwards, he worked at FIFA as technical director, then general secretary. That was his job. He was general secretary from 1981 and 1998. So he was well known to us before he even became FIFA president. I think yeah. he was running around doing all the uh, all the stuff. Yeah. And Zhao Havalange was just sat in his office. Fucking, yeah, just stuffing his face with sausages all day. Yeah, I bet he had one of them buzzers on his desk. Hello, guten Tag. Sepp, have you got the sausages we ordered from the Germans? <laughs> Yes, they are coming in now. The tea lady is bringing them on. A, the sausage lady is bringing them on her trolley. Good. 
They make sure that the French deliver their sausages too. He'd have had a machine, surely, built into his desk that would have had sausages pumped into it. No, but uh, yeah, he would have had those, but he would have had sausage pledges from the different football Mm. federations around the world that they'd had to give him in order to curry favour. So So he's on the phone checking they've come in, but then he just presses a button on the machine and they come out of his desk. Yeah. If I press the button now, will the Egyptian (laughs) sausages come out? They have arrived. How long to take? To, how long will it take to cook them and load them into the machine? <laughs> I only want cooked sausages. I have told you this, Platter. Platter, you know that I have positioned you for many years as my natural successor, but that is not guaranteed. It could still go to someone else, like Platini, who brings me many sausages on his visits here the world. to my mountain lair. <laughs> He personally tastes them all for me first because he knows what I like. <laughs> you just Sepp. do the deals. <laughs> Sep, you know you are my favourite successor. But remember, eh, nothing is certain in this life. <laughs> that is why if I see one more raw sausage anywhere within my compound, there will be consequences. Put them <sighs> off site then have them delivered very quickly so they are still warm to my machine. <laughs> have a... Build build a, a sausage processing plant nearby. They must... When they come out of the machine, they must be hot, but not so hot that they burn my mouth. <laughs> Perfect eating temperature and still a little greasy. I do not like it's it away. when the grease dries and turns to white fat. I like it when it is still greasy and slippery. I do not like the fat. It is aesthetically unpleasant. It makes me think of my arteries, which the doctor tells me are in a catastrophic state as it is. (laughs) He he described my heart as a scene of utter mayhem. (laughs) (laughs) Because of all the big cigars I smoke and sausages I dine on all day. He said it is like the busiest roads in the centre of Mumbai. I don't know what he means. He said my arteries are as furry as Chewbacca's asshole. <laughs> ah, what does he know? Fucking medic. <laughs> medic, heal thyself. That's what I tell him. <laughs> I would say that. He say, what do you mean? I say, I don't know. Thank God. <laughs> I run football, cunt. How can I do that unless I am fueled by fucking cigars and sausage? <laughs> That's basically Joe Avalanche's fucking personal statement. I run football cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I get that on a fucking t-shirt for when I go on holiday every year. <laughs> to Cuba. <laughs> uh, we're trying to get the World Cup there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking worth it for the cigars alone. Definitely a deal to be done there. Not to mention the <laughs> fanny that's out there. You won't believe it. Uh, back to Blatter, though. Uh, he was elected FIFA president in 1998. And um, he was re-elected as head of FIFA in, 2020, in 2002. And was re-elected unopposed for another four years in May 2007. Even though only 66 of 207 FIFA members nominated him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> very popular. A very popular man. Blatter and FIFA were often dogged by controversy and allegations of corruption. His tenure saw controversy over allegations of financial mismanagement and the acceptance of bribes, resulting in Qatar's successful 2022 World Cup bid, which is where we're at right now in life. Um, Blatter has attracted criticism from the media, senior football figures and players due to controversial statements. Ooh. Let's just have a few of them. <laughs> we should this should have been a bit of pre-prepared which was did Blatter say this or have I made yeah. it up? Um <clears throat> controversial statements include the claim that Latin American countries would applaud John Terry for having an extramarital affair. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck me. And that on field racism could be corrected with a handshake. Mm. Well, if only. Uh, he drew criticism at the 2014 FIFA World Cup seeding when he interrupted a minute's silence for Nelson Mandela, who had died the day before, <laughs> after 11 seconds. <laughs> OK, that's enough of that. Yeah, he was a great guy, yeah. He was a good guy. There's no getting away from it. But we've got football thing matters to deal with here. He's dead and he would want us to move on. I'll say he was a good guy, but I read that he'd been in prison, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I know what it, that was about. He had a murky past in terrorism, which I am very against. <laughs> but the, you know me, I never speak ill of the dead. But I will interrupt there a uh, so, minute silence. All I'm saying is the less seconds. said about him, the better, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like when Jason Cundy had to break it on TalkSport, one of my favourite ever moments in British broadcasting. <laughs> he was on air when Mandela died. So he had to break the news. Fucking We're up. getting news from South Africa that Nelson Mandela, the former president, has sadly died. Age 93. <laughs> That's no age to go. But anyway, it's very sad news. I personally never met him, but from what I've heard, he was a top, top fella. <laughs> I knew one or two of the lads who had met him and they said he was a good good geezer they said he was as good as gold never gave him a moment's trouble yeah no he worked with Harry down at Portsmouth for for only for about eight months he was mostly do, putting the cones out and doing a bit of driving but Harry said he was an absolute good as gold because the thing with some of these presidents is that they got sometimes they have a bit of a sight to them you know what I mean because <laughs> you don't ego. get to the top without you know Trampling on a few people, but from what I heard, Mandela was he was he was out of gold. You got you got to muck in with the rest of the lads, whoever you are, whatever you've done. You know, like what we do is when you arrive at a club as a leveller, whoever you are, don't care about your trophies, whether you've run a country, whether the special AKA had done a song about you, any of that stuff, it don't matter. Yeah, you got to get up and you got to karaoke in front of the old squad, right? A lot of the lads <laughs> like to do a Luther Vandross number or something like that. Apparently, Harry had him down at Portsmouth. He gets up and he does Una Paloma Blanca. No perfect <coughs> it was. And the lads all thought, he's all right by us. He got up. You yeah, I believe this. He got up. He only did his own song, didn't he? He done Free Nelson Mandela. Uh, I mean, there was rolling around on the, uh, on the ground. There was. He was giving it 21 years in captivity. <laughs> Are you so blind that you cannot see? I'll tell you what, it's a cracking little number. He did that line where he says, shoes too small to fit his feet, and he done a little tap dance. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. 
Because by that stage, of course, he'd made a few quid. He's wearing a lovely pair of loafers. <laughs> and let me tell you, they fit perfectly like a fucking glove. I think he'd had them custom made. Ironic, really, isn't it? How things turn around. He was going, he was going, I tell you what, they fucking fit now, all right, you cunts. I tell you why, and all. Fucking Jimmy Choo made them for me. To measure. Jalapeño. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Yeah, so uh, minute silence for Mandela curtailed after 11 seconds by uh, Sepp Blatter. Uh, Michael van Prague, the chairman of the Dutch Football Association, called his behaviour preposterous and expressed the hope. He's preposterous! <laughs> this guy's preposterous, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's the best word you could possibly say in Dutch, I, isn't it? I can't, yeah, it's the most un-Dutch word you could ever think of. <laughs> preposterous! <laughs> Uh, Blatter has been publicly heckled at the World Cup in Seoul. (laughs) Heckle me. Oh, heckle me as much as you want. I do not care. (laughs) It makes me laugh. I like it. Yeah, I'll go straight back to my hotel room, five star, full of money. Then Uh, what? You know what I do sometimes? I make what I call Seb's special sausage roll. You know what that is? It's a fucking sausage wrapped in a hundred euro knot. I eat it all, even the money. <laughs> Sometimes I insist on getting edible money sent to me by uh, some of my uh, benefactors. <laughs> he uh, he was heckled at the World Cup in Seoul and the Confederations Cup in Frankfurt in 2002 and 2005. He was heckled. This is like a list of hecklings that's on his Wikipedia page. He was heckled in his hometown of Visp in 2011. <laughs> Where he arrived in an open-top mobile. Hi, <laughs> cunts, I'm back. <laughs> I'm looking for the guys that used to bully me at school. Bet you'd uh, like fucking tickets to the cup final, wouldn't you? He was heckled at the 2012 Women's Olympic Final oh, yeah. uh, medal ceremony. Yeah, because he said loads the, of things about women's football, didn't he? He did, yeah. I think there's a, sec- a section just for that, further down. <laughs> he was heckled at the opening of the Confederations Cup in f- 2013. And in order to avoid protest, no speeches were given by him at the 2014 World Cup. That was mad, wasn't it? The 2014 World Cup, the Brazil one, which I think is the best World Cup we've had mm. in living memory. Mm. I thought it was great. 
Um, but of course, Brazil was in turmoil at the time. Do you remember when they were they were um, doing the punditry at one of the matches, and someone chucked a rock and it hit the glass window of the studio? Fucking hell, I don't remember that. It was ITV, I think, because there was like fucking um, chaos on the streets, protests, and everything. Wow. So that was a wild World Cup. Um, nineteen ninety eight, Blatter was elected to uh, the presidency. Uh, it occurred amidst much controversy it says uh, his 2002 candidacy was marked with rumours of financial irregularities and backroom dealings culminating with direct accusations of bribery by a third party made in the British press by Farah Addo Vice President of the Confederation of African Football who claimed to have been offered $100,000 to vote for Blatter in 1998 that sounds that sounds pretty reasonable. That sounds in keeping with what we'd think and expect. Yeah, I don't think any of us are raising eyebrows at that. <clears throat> Hundred thousand. That seems, you know, about right. But Not here's too low. the but here's the twist. I want it all in edible notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You could have $100,000 cash or $120,000 sausage vouchers. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> and they have to be internationally viable. Not these fucking <laughs> stupid ones that can only be spent in certain sausage shops in certain countries. <laughs> I want a borderless sausage voucher. I can walk into any <laughs> sausage shop in the whole fucking world and get a sausage with it. <laughs> that was his campaign. His campaign ran on the introduction of a global sausage voucher. <laughs> got, let's be honest, very little to do with football. Uh, oh, mate, by the way, there's a really good show called The Secret Genius of Modern Life or something like that. I'll just quickly okay. Google it. I watched it last night, right? Uh, Sounds logistic-y, is it? Well, what it's about is, right, The Secret Genius of Modern Life, and it's this... Uh, this scientist called um, Professor Hannah Fry, who's very engaging. Uh, she's yeah. uh, she's you hear her a lot on Lauren Laverne's show in the morning, right? And I've she basically yeah. yeah, she takes she takes like a, an everyday item, right, that we use all the time, and then she sort of almost takes it to pieces and does all the stories behind the the you know the the inventions within it so like in episode one i watched it last night she takes the the, the cash card yeah the credit card and yeah. she talks about how it was invented and of course over the years it's evolved so at first it was just relying on that one piece of mag that magnetic black strip on the back where yeah. and then then they introduced the chip and pin and then, so each time there was more technology, but all squished into this plastic card. And there's fantastic stories behind it. And the, you know, the contactless card or the touch card, mm. you know, yeah, that we now all use. Like, for instance, that was based on a, uh, there was a basically a, a scheme by the KGB back in the fucking 50s or 60s, right? They gave the um, US ambassador to Moscow a hand-carved wooden um plaque of like mm. the u.s sort of diplomatic coast of art coat of arms with the fucking eagle and all of that right but this fucking sneaky russians had put in it a listening device a tiny wire that was a listening device inside the wood but because it wasn't powered by battery or electric it couldn't when the americans obviously did scan it for bugs mm. right and they're like no it's fine <coughs> they're it's not, not 
Yeah. There's nothing in there. It's just pure wood. It's fine. Stick it on the wall, right? As a result, the Americans, the Russians, successfully listened to every conversation that every US ambassador across four ambassadors in about 12 years ever had. (laughs) Right? And they'd invented this technology especially, right? And now that exact invention is what is used in our fucking credit cards so we can just tap them, right? Because it wirelessly sends a message to our bank and then receives a message back saying, yeah, it's all right, he's got the cash. Wow. Yeah, but that's just one part of the show. She, like, breaks it down. She told the whole story behind who came up with the credit card, the magnetic strip, the chip and pin. You go and see it. So it was right up our street because she goes to the factories where the fucking yeah. credit cards oh, are made, great. which are in South End, by the way. Every credit card right. is made by just, like, some geezer in South End, some big, fat Essex bloke. It's like, yeah, what we do is we stick them in there and it cuts them all like that. We stick the chip in, and then they all go in the oven, and then there, Bob's your uncle. There's your credit card, right? It's really funny. And then she goes, oh, and then she's speaking to spies one minute, geezers in a credit card factory the next. And every day, she, every, every, I can't remember what she's doing in episode two, but it's fucking, I can't even remember why I started talking about this. Something you said reminded no, me of it. No, you did. No, something you said reminded me of it. Oh, yeah, episode two. I don't know how any episodes there's been yet. Maybe just two. Is the food delivery app <clears throat> and how that was basically because it all started that like every element of these everyday things will start mm. in things that happened like maybe a century ago. Do you know what I mean? Um, the secret genius of modern life. That's it. Episode one, yeah. bank card. Episode and sh- two, sh- food delivery app. She's she's really wonderfully engaging because she's super yeah. clever. But she reminds me a bit of that other, you know, Stacey Dooley. She looks a bit like her, actually. But you know the way that Stacey Dooley became famous because she was like, she kind of had a very normal delivery that was conversational, but she'd be talking about pretty complicated things, but had a way of like Mm. making them sound conversational. So I was always quite a fan of hers when I saw her do stuff on telly. Um, And this this woman's similar. She's got like a a brilliantly disarming way of it of it never being boring. Because you know, like tomorrow's world used to be quite boring. Let's be honest, didn't it? Yeah, because they were quite dry, sort of thing. But she is she's really really good. And she talks about this mad Frenchman who invented the pin. You know, the chip and pin thing. And when he first invented it, right, (laughs) it was like because what it originally was, it was like say six little spikes of metal that fit into six holes and that right. gives the unique code right right so what he originally was this mad french inventor and what he originally had and tried to flog to the banks right was a ring that he thought every cunt would end up wearing like all of us would go around with a ring Whoa. with six little spikes sticking out of it yeah. and when you wanted to pay for something they held up a little block and you just went spike and sp- we were talking about spikes the other day, weren't we? Yeah. Spike, and you slot the spikes into the hole, pull it out, and they go, yeah, he checks out. You can buy that coffee or whatever it is, right? Wow. And uh, the banks were like, no, 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 it's not going to work. But he was really like, fuck's sake, this is the future. I'm fucking telling you. This is the only secure way to pay for things. Everyone has to wear my spike ring. Nah. And they're like, no, what? listen, I appreciate the effort and time for this, but no one is going to go around with a spike ring, right? It was going to use it as a weapon. Yeah, because it would uh, get oh, caught. Like, like she says in the show, it's bad news for jumpers. She, and every time like you took your jumper off or anything like that, it would just get caught in it and people would get hurt and all the rest of it. 
But in the end, so he worked. In, in in a in a way, in the end, he worked out how to flatten it into just a flat yeah. chip. Yeah. Well, the next step is for everyone to just go around naked, then, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, right, people thought it was mad when someone first came up with a bike. They thought it wouldn't carry on, right? People thought it was mad when Jesus first started saying that there was God up in the sky. And look at that. All these things, they're all considered mad when they first start. They all come true. Have you seen? Go up to home base. People thought it was mad when they said that you could carry the paint on a sort of rock sack on your back with a tube connecting it to your roller. (laughs) Now everyone's buying them. (laughs) <laughs> I need to get me one of them they're good days aren't they so episode 3 is going to be um, virtual assistant mm, like Siri um, yeah episode 4 electric car great Hannah Fry discovers why innovations in meatpacking almost derailed the electric car. See, this is what I'm talking about mate. there's a there's this strong top kind of flight thing. elements to, these, yeah. to this show and then Episode 5, Fitness Tracker. Hannah Fry finds out how 1970s car crashes helped us to count our steps. Yeah, yes. exactly. Oh, yeah, she's fucking Brilliant. cracking. At one point, yeah. she gets her producer's credit card. When In the process of sh- breaking it down, showing all the different elements over the years that have been added and, and where they come from, right at the beginning, she gets a fucking uh, producer's credit card and she puts it in this glass full of, I can't remember what the chemicals are called. But while I was watching it, my wife just said, I know what you're thinking. And no, you can't get some of those chemicals, right? <laughs> because she drops it into this glass of chemicals. She says the chemical, I can't remember what the chemical's called, but she says it's basically like nail polish remover, but much stronger. She drops the card into it. She leaves it half an hour. And after half an hour, the card is completely fucking, it's not dissolved, but it's just like <gasps> all these different bits floating around. And that's when my Fuck. wife said to me, I know what you're thinking. No, you're not going to get a glass load of those chemicals. <laughs> no, I was like, not even. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I was, I was yeah. sitting there thinking, how'd you get your hands on chemicals like those? <laughs> <laughs> and not, not even just to keep with the Vita Modular out of the it, house. You are it, not having them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, chemicals oh, though, Andy. Never mind. Um, I'll tell you what, let's not get back in the bladder at the minute. We'll leave it there because that was very good. But there's plenty more to come from bladder. Yeah. Um, I hope that in series two, Dr. Hannah Fry breaks down Set Blatter, but from a scientific perspective. Yeah. What, what, the build-up of Set Blatter. <laughs> the, the technological advancements that led to Set Blatter <laughs> being what he was. <laughs> how horseman you how horseman you yeah. in the 1800s eventually led to the invention of Set Blatter. But, oh, Oh, Belgian worm farming led to the, <laughs> the advent of bribery in FIFA in the early 21st good. century. Yeah, that- all right, we'll do more next week because there's plenty more and it's all good yeah, fun. And it'll run and throughout it's- this wonderful World Cup, this carnival exactly. of football, this circus, the- this circus of fools. <laughs> Let's celebrate the, uh, the, the foundation of the corruption and the chaos. And that is, of course, Sepp Blatter. Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.